Adoption Now, telling your adoption story, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I am your host, April Fallon. We're on a new Denver station, 94.7 The Word. We're very excited. If you're tuning in by podcast, we welcome you. If you've never heard about Adoption Now, we are a program that tells adoption stories. My husband and I have adopted four children and have said yes to seven infant placements. He's here today. Noah, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and excited to see what this new year brings. So in our journey, there has been joy, challenges, and loss. And we believe we can all learn a lot from hearing other people's experiences and what they learned about adoption. This show answers questions for potential adoptive parents about how to get the adoption process started in domestic adoption, infant adoption, foster care, and international adoption. We answer questions on this show about how to connect to a birth mother, how to understand open adoption. We started interviewing birth mothers to understand their journey and role in the adoption triad, the grief that they go through, and how to be more compassionate in reaching them. Often in adoption, we get to adopt more than just the child. We grow our family, and sometimes that's with the birth family. We also talked to adoptees, adult adoptees, and hear what it's like to be adopted. How can we as parents do it better? And how can we understand more of what an adoptive child needs? We talk to families all over the country and internationally. We talk to families who have adopted children from Uganda, the Congo, India, Liberia, China, Ethiopia, Ukraine, Guatemala, Vietnam, Zambia, Haiti, Korea, from all over. Can you believe that, Noah? No, it's incredible. We talk about real issues, like how to connect to your child after bringing them home. We talk about reactive attachment disorder and trauma issues. We talk about what behavior is normal and how your new normal might change. We talk about postpartum depression in adoption, which does happen. We talk about how to deal with becoming a new parent. That can be a huge change when you're bringing home an adopted child. Oftentimes, it's very fast. You didn't get that nine months to prepare. We talk about sensory issues in children and what to do if a birth mother changes her mind. Really, we talk about how to see God in this journey. And your faith will grow as you listen to these stories. Your faith will grow as you go through the process of adoption. We talk about my favorite topic, and that is... The moment you see your baby or child that you have been fighting for. And every time it's amazing when the parent is talking about seeing that baby or bringing home that child from another country that they've been fighting for. It's always a a magical and amazing moment in their story. And I love hearing those stories. Don't you, Noah? Yeah, every story seems to tie in to some familiar journey that everyone has, whether it's domestic, international, an adult adoptee that tells their part of the story of how they even know when their parents were so in awe of what God had done for them. We have 70 interviews that can be found on our website, adoption-now.com. We're excited to bring you more stories this year and answer more of your adoption questions. Noah, let's talk about our journey and our adoption for our new listeners. You and I got married with the intent to adopt, and two years later, we started the process. 
it was a crazy process. We went into the whole thing saying, we're going to be on this together. We're going to be on this journey together. It was really how we wanted to start our family. We had decided that early on, uh, through an adoption was how we wanted to grow the family. And so we started the journey doing our research, talking to different people, different agencies, and really just gathering information, having no idea what we were getting ourselves into. So when we got the call about our little boy, it was shocking. They told us we'd be waiting a few years and we waited two weeks, two weeks, had a whole plan in place to go camping and we were going to hang out with friends. We had no idea. We get this call about this little boy that was a hospital drop. And if you've never heard of that, it just means that the baby's born in the hospital and ready to be taken home. It's really a miracle experience. If you have experienced a, a hospital drop, it's just overwhelming. You run to the store and you're just throwing things in a cart. You don't know what to buy. You have to go get a car seat. I mean, it's, it's crazy. There's a commercial out right now that shows it and we love it because it's this commercial of this fit, this couple that is literally at the store they have no idea what they're doing. They're throwing like a baby car seat and formula and bottles and everything they can think of into the car uh, and they just buy it and go. And that's where we were. We literally threw everything in and we went to the hospital. And we saw this little boy and it was scary. I remember being very scared and thinking, what are we doing? What are we saying yes to? And how is this going to change our life? And is it going to be okay? And is God in this? What is he saying to us? Because you're overwhelmed with emotions when you get in there. And sometimes you, you can't really hear God. You don't know what, what he's saying. Well, and especially when you have like the doctors and the nurses are all sitting there staring at you, wondering, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Because there was so much more medical history that we didn't really even know about that they did. And they told us that he might not walk or talk or see or hear. And he was going to be a special needs child. Yeah, they put him on a government program and they basically started to tell us all these things that were wrong with him, that his brain wasn't going to be formed. It was it was really a scary time. I remember when we took him home. Well, first of all, the social worker said that I looked as white as a ghost because I was so excited. You think about bringing home a baby and all the joy that surrounds that moment. And that was kind of sucked out of the room because of this diagnosis. And so we go home and the, the social worker said, you looked as white as a ghost. And she just grabbed my hand and said, let's just take him home and let's just take day by day and decide what we're going to do. And I felt like that was the greatest advice that I have taken through every single adoption. Just take it day by day. Yeah. Take it day by day. And I think be open too. I think for me, I can be very close minded and, and pretty judgmental at times. And so just to be open to what other people are saying, other people are encouraging you to do. The other thing that I'll never forget is they told us very early on, pray for the birth mother. And that's something I never understood and I think every story reminds me, pray for that birth mother, pray for the birth mom. We took him home and loved him immediately. And two weeks into the whole process, I remember talking to the social worker and saying, do you think that she will change her mind, the birth mother? Do you think that a family member will come forward and want to take him? And she said, well, wouldn't that be great? And to this day, I don't know why she said that. I think maybe she was testing me, but 
I remember thinking, no, even with his diagnosis, that would break my heart. I mean, yes, we want families to be together, but I felt like this was my son. And at that moment, I was willing to fight. Yeah, and we fought hard. And it was a six-month journey of really having to go through a lot of different obstacles and testing. But he's a complete miracle, baby. He's a miracle. At six months, they discharged us from having to go to Children's Hospital. We weren't staying there, but we had to continually go every single week to give him checkups and see how his brain was developing and see if, you know, everything was working correctly. He rolled over at two weeks. So we knew that it was going to be a miracle. We had just hope that God was going to do something amazing. And he did at six months. They said, we think everything is perfect. And we finalized on him. No one ever did come forward. Um, we didn't have that journey. We never met the birth mother and so if we would have ended there, we would have said, besides the medical scare, that adoption process was fairly easy compared to what we were about yes. to say yes to. Yes, very easy compared to what we said yes to. And fairly inexpensive. The agency did not believe in charging families a lot of money. And so it was, you know, under or about $10,000. Yeah, right around there. And so if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about adoption, that's very inexpensive. I can't believe how expensive adoption is. And that's always the biggest shock when we talk to people who have not been in it is it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And where is that money going? Everybody asks me that. Where is that money going to lawyers, to agencies? It's hard to explain how much money you're putting towards this when you are just trying to bring that child home. It's hard for families to say, I know it's it's not right that it's $25,000, but we don't have much of a choice. And so in this adoption, we were feeling pretty you know, excited that we had not paid a bunch of money and we got this beautiful child. We named him AJ. He is a joy and he loves adoption. Absolutely loves it. He loves babies. Anywhere he goes, he stops people and says, I love your baby. He always wants more babies. So he kept saying to us, I want a baby. I want another baby. We need more siblings. <laughs> and he was only like two. Yeah. Yeah. And but he knew right away, like, this is not, it's not just about me. It's about growing the family. And so we decided to pursue adoption again. And we said yes to... A, a baby that was going to be in the foster care system, yeah. a little bit older of a baby, nine months. And we went through all the hoops with the birth mother and brought him home. And it was one of those things that it's a much longer story, but basically we were subpoenaed to court. We ended up having to testify because he was taken away from us literally two days after we were placed with him. It was a crazy, crazy story. She did change her mind and he was very, very sick. And so we were in the hospital and, and he, he was just so ill and she was afraid that she was going to lose her other children. So she decided that she was going to keep him. Well, the state got involved and said, no, she can't keep him, but she's threatening your family. And so we don't think it's safe to place him with you. Um, we're going to have to remove you from this adoption process. I mean, it was heartbreaking for us and shocking. And one of the first times I think we looked at each other and said, 
adoption is really hard. Do we want to do this? Do we want to keep in this? Because I can't go through another loss. We're going to talk more about this story and our journey. You can find the full stories on adoption-now.com. We have told all the details and all the things that we've gone through. So you can check us out there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back telling more about adoption and adoption now. This is Denver's all new 94.7 FM, The Word. Hi, this is Noah, April's husband. Adoption Now is a nonprofit helping families connect to adoption through storytelling. Thank you so much for your support in 2017. Do you have an adoption story you would like to share? We invite you to be a part of the Adoption Now community by telling your story on our show. Come tell us about the joy and challenges you have experienced in the adoption process. By sharing what you have learned, we can inspire others. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today, we're talking with Noah about our journey. We've started in a new station here in Denver, 94.7 The Word. We're very excited about 2018 and all the great stories we're going to bring you about adoption. Today, we're talking about just our journey, very short. If you want the full stories, you'll have to go to adoption-now.com to hear those podcasts. But today we're just kind of touching on just how adoption has really changed us. In this journey, we started off and I would say that we just wanted a perfect child delivered to us. We were praying for the birth mother, but we had no idea what it was like to be day in and day out with a birth mother. We had no idea what it was like to have a relationship with a birth mother and to be treated unfairly at times and to go through experiences that we didn't think were right. And we jumped into the second adoption thinking everything would go just as smooth as it did with our baby AJ. And it did not. And we did not get to keep him. He ended up staying in the foster care system for four and a half years. And it was very painful for us to let him go. And it was confusing for our son to say, this is your brother. And then this is not your brother. He's, he's gone. He, he went back, you know, into, um, another home and, and that was hard. And we talked to a lot of families that struggle with that part, you know, telling the kids, Hey, this might not be your forever brother or sister. And so we decided foster care was not for us right now, maybe later, but AJ did not understand foster care. And so we would go back into infant adoption. So we got matched to baby Lily. And wow, we jumped into a world of drugs and prostitution and things that were beyond our day-to-day life. Crooked lawyers. Crooked lawyers. Uh, We chose a lawyer from Florida who was stealing our money and not giving her any medical care. And of course, she was on and off drugs. And so we didn't know if it was truth that she was saying to us or we didn't know what was happening. So I flew down there. Yep. You flew down because basically the lawyer began extorting money and saying, if I don't get more money, then we're going to be done with this whole thing. And so April flew down and the connection she made with the birth mother was something that, uh, again, it was just God ordained, something that you cannot explain. You can't try to fit in a box because it certainly doesn't fit into a box. And that was the beginning of this journey for our baby Lily. I can't even put into words how much I loved this birth mother. And it was definitely God that brought us together. And this woman, her life and her story was so broken. And she had been involved in human trafficking. 
and really is what led her to losing so many of her children. This was her ninth pregnancy. And so hearing the heartbreak broke me and changed me. Mm. And I thought, even if we don't get this baby, this experience is so growing for us as a family. And we need to be involved in people's stories. And we need to say yes to the hard and not just make our lives easy. And so for me, the whole journey was a roller coaster. Believe me, it was not easy. But I was seeing God in the midst of it like I had never seen him before. It was the beginning for us as a family to really understand what God was calling us to and how we were really being called to go into these battles and to fight and sometimes not even fight for the complete permanency of the child in our home, but just for that child. And that's something that I think I will always hold dear to my heart. I think it's something that as we continue to tell these stories, it's just one of the most encouraging and most uh, growing pieces of what we've done as a family, what we've done through adoption now, as April had mentioned, as you, as you listen to these podcasts and as you listen to these stories, you'll hear this really theme of God working and fighting for these kids. We called all of our prayer warriors and said, we, we need prayer. And that's one thing that I want to tell the church family members, people who are not involved in adoption, pray for those who are. Because they are fighting for a life and that costs them everything financially. Their life is probably a tornado. Their children are probably going through it as well. They had no idea that it was going to take everything they had at times. And so prayer warriors are so needed for adoption. I believe we got Lily because of the people that were praying for us. Absolutely. No doubt. And I think... You know, we have friends right now that are going through a situation that I think about and how from the outside it can look very difficult. And if you hear some of the stories that they're going through and the struggles that they're going through with these kids, you go, oh, my gosh, it's so horrible. But then, you know, if you really get to know them and you know their heart, they love these kids so much. And, yes, they're going through struggles. Yes, they're challenges. And, yes, there are things that sound so horrible. But just be there for them. I totally agree. We did go through a period of time of detox with her. And that was very difficult. I thought in the beginning, I cannot go through seeing a baby shake and seeing a baby so uncomfortable because of what a birth mother has put into their system. But I'll tell you what, when you're in the midst of that and you love that baby, you do it. Yep. And something inside of you, some some superpower, right? Maybe the Holy Spirit or God or your soul gets stronger and you just rise up to the challenge and say, I will do whatever it takes. And it was six months of screaming. It was not easy. We did not bring her home. I believe we did not bring her home and it was, you know, ah, the story was done. I believe that I probably went through some postpartum depression and they call it postpartum, sorry to say, postpartum adoption Adoption. depression where it's not what you thought it was going to be. You had envisioned something great. Maybe you had an experience with adoption and then the second one was not like that. And that's kind of what I was experiencing. I didn't feel like we connected and she didn't want to be touched and she struggled to eat. And so the things I did as a mother for AJ, I could not do for her. And I felt really upset. I sad. I mean, I couldn't mother her the way that I was you know, mothering AJ and that felt, I felt defeated. 
And so I talked to Noah and he said, I think you need to talk to some other mothers that have gone through this. Now, there was nobody in my community. So I went online and started reading blogs. And that helped me tremendously, which is why we launched Adoption Now, because how much it helped support me as a mother I believe this show can do that for other mothers. And I believe it creates a community where you're not alone. You hear somebody's story and you go, I could do that. And so I started reading blogs and they were so encouraging to help me realize this is what I have to do. And this is how I have to change my parenting for Lily. And I have to learn, relearn everything. And I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to learn. It was a lot of sleepless nights. It was a lot of doctor's appointments to make sure that she was gaining the birth weight. She was about to be on failure to thrive at eight months. She was 13 pounds. That news was so difficult because we were working so hard to try and help her put on weight. And finally, the doctor said, give her milk. Just let's try to give her cow's milk. I said, she's eight months. They said, let's try it. Changed everything. everything. It was crazy. Night and day. She became... A baby. I mean, she smiled and she made eye contact and she was happy. And I thank God that we had the right doctors in our lives and the support to get through that. And so she is, she's a healthy little girl. She's very smart. She's happy. She does have some sensory issues that we are going to start therapy for. And don't be afraid as an adoptive mom to reach out and get help. And if your child has sensory issues, that's okay. There's help out there now. Things have changed so much in adoption in the last 10 to 15 years. There are so many more resources for you to get help for your child. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're in that place where you're exhausted or you feel like a failure as a mother, you are not. You are not. It is normal for you to feel that way. It is normal to go through these things and there is help for you. So our next adoption was very difficult. We said yes to a child with RAD. We did not know what reactive attachment disorder really was. And I don't believe anybody really knows what it is until they're in it. Yeah. You can explain it, but it does not make sense until you actually experience it. It is a very difficult thing to to overcome as a parent in those first couple months. You're so shocked that a child could reject the one thing that they need the very most. In reactive attachment disorder, the brain chemistry has changed. Now, this is not a just an attachment disorder. I mean, all children have some sort of attachment that you need to work with. I mean, even babies, when you get them from birth, there is this bonding attachment time that you mm-hmm. have to work harder for at times because you didn't have them for nine months. You don't know what they went through in utero. You don't know where they went when they bounced around maybe in foster care. And so there is an expected amount of time that you are going to spend with your child in the trust period. But what we're talking about is reactive attachment disorder changes the chemistry of the brain. So it's not about trust. It's way more than that. It requires intense therapy and it requires you as a parent to step aside from your parenting role often and realize this child is not going to accept you often as a, as a parent. These children don't understand love. They don't understand a healthy relationship. Anything that you've been taught in normal adoption culture and and thought process doesn't work. The things that you've learned through classes, through therapy, 
a lot of times doesn't work. And the hard part too is your community doesn't understand. A lot of time the people around you don't get it. They don't know how to support you in it. And so I think that was one of the biggest challenges for us in this, for our own family was our immediate family didn't even understand and were not able to support us for a long time through this whole process. It was very difficult. He was an older child and we bumped birth order and we were fostering him for a couple months. And finally the state and social workers said, we can't do this because he is going to need so much intense therapy that we think with such little kids, it will be hard on all of them. Now, I want to encourage you, if you have a rad child or if you're going to say yes, it can be healed. And with intense work, they can overcome it and the child can attach. And yes. he did. He went to his forever family and attached within a year. There were no other children that were younger. Um, he didn't have to compete in that way. And so he he is okay. And we were a part of that process. And so on the next journey, we said yes to these two adorable babies from the same birth mother. And those stories are on adoption-now.com. I wish we could share the joy of bringing home Vivi and Malia. They are amazing girls. We got the call um, and we flew to Florida and they're two years apart. Um, and we always fight for siblings to stay together in this show. And we just love that you have tuned in and we love that you're part of our podcast community. And we love that you are writing us emails, you're asking us questions and you're getting the help that you need. That's what Adoption Now is all about. Noah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week.